What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly dose of all that is pop culture, nerdum, and movie reviews with your three favorite fat nerds. That's right, it's time for the flagship 3FN Podcast. Of course, as always, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. Of course, I'm your host, Rich. And joining me, as they do every week, the nerds are all here. We almost lost one, but he is here. Speaking of that person, this past week, he just made a cool U.S. $1 bill for eating a bag of dicks. We're talking about Ron. Hey, for peace, I would eat a whole bag of dicks for you people. (laughs) Or kill everybody until you got there. (laughs) And of course... He's the man that doesn't need an introduction, yet he has the longest introduction in all of podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, it's hashtag Big Natty Cool, hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style, hashtag Challenge Accepted, hashtag Diesel Malenko, because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. He is the leader of the Minnows Gang and your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. He is the man, the myth, and the legend rolled into one jolly old ginger bearded feller. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, Diesel. Let's bring back self-realization and social awareness. If someone's not talking back to you, leave them the fuck alone. <laughs> ah, that sounds like a party from your week. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but before we get there, we hope all of you had an awesome week at home. But let's find out how everybody else's week has been. Uh, Ron, starting with you, how has been the week? Uh, week was all right. Uh, it was kind of slow and mellow for the most part. Uh, our Wednesday group did not meet because the DM was out of town for work. But because I knew this was happening, I saved the story from the last time my Friday group met because I didn't tell you guys about it. And they, they decided to skip a floor, a couple floors in uh, the Tomb of Annihilation. And went Is there to, an elevator? There's secret passages okay. in like a spiral staircase in the corner that you can go down if you find it. And so they went down, they get down to the, f- the fifth floor, and I set everything up. Because usually they're like, okay, we'll go. There's a hallway to your left, we'll go. So I set up everything because, you know, you're like, okay, you know, they're, they're going to go down this left hallway. And they're like, well, well, what's straight ahead? They go, it looks like the center where you've already, you know, you can go upstairs, downstairs, mm-hmm. whatever. Well, they're like, three of them are like, well, let's go to the center. I'm like you fucking cocksuckers, <laughs> like seriously, like and then like two of them were like, oh no, let's go down this hallway here, you know, we're right here, blah blah. Okay, now let's go to the center. Wait, what? Like, okay, you want to go to the center? You get to the center. You see, here's the center. I describe the center, the little trap that's all set up, and they're less like, yeah, no, yeah, we'll, we'll go back upstairs. Why did you come down the spiral staircase? Because the job <laughs> of a good D and uh, D crew is to make hell. So, for a DM. So, yeah, well... <laughs> Leroy fucking Jenkins, enough said. Well, yeah, but then they ended up uh, finding one of the skeleton key heads, and so the r- ranger did her thing and actually picked it off with one shot, and so they went down and the trigger was a trap. And, because, and I, I explained the trap three times. This is what it looks like, this is what it is, blah, blah, blah. Figure it out. They're like, okay, we're going to go upstairs. And I'm like, okay, well, they're still on the floor, so I'll let the trap stay, you know, whatever. And then the one's like, okay, I'm going upstairs. Well, that triggers the trap, and the four four armed gargoyles attack. Nice. <laughs> Smooth so, criminal, baby. Would have been a total TPK, but I took pity on him. Ah. <laughs> so. Nice. <laughs> but that was that. That was two weeks ago. So we'll see what happens this Friday. Well, I'm going to do this a little more interesting. I'm going to go next, because Diesel's has got the fun story <laughs> that proposes to this, uh, this, uh, the uh, show. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I had an easy one this week. I had to go, and I was up in the Thousand Islands area. 
Sackets Harbor to be uh, specific for a lacrosse tournament for my my kid. They did very well on day two. They finished uh, third place, so good job. Nice. Uh, I'm very proud of them and everything they accomplished. Uh, I got sunburnt. Uh, That's pretty much end of story. So, (laughs) Diesel, you had the interesting week, so go ahead. The floor is yours. All right. So I made the trek up with some friends up to Syracuse, beautiful Syracuse, for SDGCon, the first major tournament that's been in the New York area in two years since the pandemic. And... It was the first time I actually got to play Magic like at a bigger tournament in a long time. Because I'm usually stuck working on weekends where there's like a 2K going on here or somewhere nearby. I had a lot of fun. Double Masters drafts were a lot of fun. Let me go through the negatives of the tournament first, though. So, when they advertised the Double Masters drafts, it was $50. First place, single elimination, though. First place is 500 prize wall tickets. Second place, 450 prize wall tickets. All right, cool. Get up there, sign up for the first draft. When we get there, all right, that'll be $54. You're charging tax on an entry fee. You scumbags. All right, whatever. Pay my $54, get there, do the first draft, and make it to the finals. And I'm just like, well, we want to just chop. It'll be like four seventy-five. dollars The guy's like, it's winner take all. I'm like, pull up my phone. I'm like, these motherfuckers changed the, the, the payouts. I'm like... Well, that really sucks, because now it's not as profitable for me to try to play Magic all weekend doing this, but right. whatever. Um, but then, it was fun, whatever. No biggie. Then I went and checked out the prize wall tickets. The prize wall. Yeah. The prize wall was horrible. Was it? Oh, that sucks. Meek uh, sauce, probably. Before the, or during the Patreon break, uh, you kind of coined it. SCG has been conning us for years. That's why they're calling SCG con. And oh boy, are they conning us good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But it was a well-run event overall. The main so event. So what, what you're telling me is you could have gotten Star City Games uh, uh, sleeves and, mm-hmm. and, and and notepads. Oh, all right. So <laughs> so the new set, Double Masters 2022, came out, and so what? Well, I, I split that first event, so I get 250 prize wall tickets, a pack of the Double Masters, which is a fifteen dollars real world, um, was 150 tickets. So if you want to draft, you can get three packs and have a little bit left over. Because if you want a standard era pack, 30 tickets. You want the big uh, oversized cards? Like 1,500? You'd have to win three tournaments, essentially, to win a giant. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Continue. But whatever. A lot of great vendors there. Had a good time meeting with a lot of people. Um, But then the work that I do here at Dragon Master Games... I have to put on the the retail face, and I'm not used to being retail, but I, I do a very good job of being very friendly to everybody. I would like to point out, he's not used to it because he's never worked retail <laughs> until Recently. about a year ago when he started actually really helping. Yeah. Um, but this is my first time like away on the weekend in a while because you know I used all my vacation time to run the store while the owners were gone. Uh-huh. So, all right. You haven't seen me in a while. Say hi, but read the room. If I'm having a conversation with somebody and you just want to tell me about your how you did in the last round and I'm really not engaging you, take the hint and walk away. You can't. They're magic players. Because this happened the, over the course of the weekend. The second day. So the first day I did three drafts. I uh, had a lot of fun doing it. Didn't really open up any money, but I split the first one and lost in the second round in the second and third one. Uh, third one, though, I went out on my own terms. I was in full control of the game. I made my opponent hate the game of Magic 
<laughs> like, I drained the fun out of him. I was playing a four-color control deck, and I was... I had too much card advantage because I made it so where he's dead in two turns, I have one card left in my library. Fuck. So I went out on my own terms. I had one of the commander rares where I can put a bounty count on one of his creatures up my end step, and then when that creature dies, I draw a card and gain two life. Put a bounty counter on your creature, during your upkeep, kill that creature, you win. <laughs> but this guy was miserable, he hated playing against me, but whatever. It was fun. I mean, that was a win. <laughs> yeah, it was a win. Um, but yeah, good times. Uh, second day, I did one draft, um, and then I went and did some selling of cards and buying of cards at a bunch of different vendors. Great time. Again, though, social awareness. Just because you know me doesn't mean you can stand over my shoulder for 20 minutes at a clip as I'm wheeling and dealing with the vendor. Just not even say anything. Like, I didn't even notice this person was here until I turned my head to the left. I'm like, Jesus Christ, how long has this guy been staying here? <laughs> but tournament, I got to play Magic. That was the important part. I had a lot of fun. Hung out with my friends. And had to deal with people that just know me, and that annoys the fuck out of me. <laughs> Food-wise, though, we, we wound up doing good. We wound up the first night going to this place down in Armory Square. I forget the name of it off the top of my head. But it, brew pub, big on the poutine, and a great burger that was loaded with blue cheese. A blue cheese sauce and blue cheese crumbles. Ooh. Ooh it was delicious. I would fucking hate it, but continue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, a, a big plate called the Big Lebowski it was poutine with pierogies, bacon jam, and the great, all the normal stuff of poutine on it. Really good. Interesting. And the most delicious vodka forward watermelon slush. So you can taste the vodka. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it got me a little buzzed, and it was just like a mason jar full of it, and it was good. Uh, day two, we wound up getting um, just breakfast at Dunkin' Donuts on the way there, but we stopped midway through the tournament. I did more walking for a Magic tournament than I've ever done in my life because we walked around the neighborhood. <laughs> we walked from the On Center down to Armory Square. There was this little uh, open-air, like, Kind of like a flea market, but more like an art show type thing. Right. We walked around there, got lemonade for a dollar, walked around. Uh, we stopped at a place called Funkin' Waffles. Oh, yeah. Funkin' Waffles is great. We didn't That's eat there. Well, it's, it's world renowned. Yeah. I'm being serious. Yeah. Um, it was a little packed, and I was like, oh, if we, you guys want to try this malt place that's next door. Dude, they have the best. They have some of the best waffles and chicken and waffles yeah. and chilevery. But continue. So we went to a different place because it was it, like a eight people went in before us and it was just like there was a big line it's more of like you order than you sit down type of deal so it was like all right we're kind of like in a time crunch so we went to this place the malt shop or something like that and i wound up getting chicken and waffles general sow chicken and waffles oh that's pretty cool it was pretty tasty cool 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 twist (laughs) yeah uh, that's what fucking waffles is known for yeah uh it's it is hard to get in there it's fucking busy but it's delicious and then we had to deal with um uh, the first night we ate outside of the, the brew pub we were at. This is going to sound very insensitive, but Syracuse, <laughs> keep your fucking bums in check. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't eat outside oh, of places. Oh, yeah, it, it was a mistake. <laughs> like, it, part of me doesn't eat outside of, like, like places in, like, the country because you got yeah. to deal with the fucking seagulls. Or bugs. Or bugs. Uh, and it's bad. Uh, I don't eat at places in cities for that reason. And, like, it happens in New York City, too. Yeah. Because, like, you'll be... Because especially now they have a lot of the, the outdoors... Because during COVID. Yeah. But they kept a lot of it, which is nice because it gives you extra room. So if you go down to, like, uh, the Shake Shack down on 6th Ave, uh, you can go and eat outside if you want. 
I always eat inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it might sound insensitive, but man, we're just trying to enjoy dinner. The first two bums, we fucking just no sold like crazy and they just walked away. They got the hint, moved on to the next table, moved on to the next table. The third guy stood there for a little bit. Me and uh, the other person at the edge were ignoring them. And then somebody had to engage. And then commence a, like a three minute long conversation that we just didn't need. We didn't give him any money. Not we we're all, all like, oh, we're all uh, card only, dude. Sorry, man. Sorry, man. Yeah. Fucking, we're getting ready to wrap up. Uh, two of the guys run into the bathroom to piss first. And this guy comes walking back. He's like, look at this fat motherfucker just sitting there. I'm just like, I'm going to jump an old man tonight. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a rough one. <laughs> but we had a good time. It was, it was good to get away. Um, but yeah, learn how to read a room, people. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to say that what you said was insensitive. It's just, if you don't live in a big area, especially in the Northeast or in California, because I know it's really bad, yeah. it gets a little rough. Just because it's just like, you know, there's a time and place. Yeah. It's just like bothering somebody fucking, like, I don't want to be bothered at a restaurant by anybody, mm. let alone a bum. Yeah. <laughs> like, like if you're you're less likely to get anything from me. And I've given charitable and yeah. given bum stuff before, especially the honest ones. Yeah. And I'll fucking give you something. But, like, if I'm eating, I'm like, nah, man, I, I don't want to be fucking bothered today. Yeah. Uh, like, wait. Like, there's something to courtesy. And, I, and smart people... And smart bums know that. They're like, fuck, fuck bothering somebody when they're eating because yeah. they're not going to fucking help me because they, they don't really want food. Yeah. Like, if they wanted food, okay, sit, sit at the table, man. Tell me your story. I'll, I'll order you some food. Yeah. Find out how quick they don't want food because I've had that happen. Hey, oh, you, yeah. you need some money for food? All right, we can walk into this pizza shop. I'll buy you two slices. I was going to go in and get a slice myself. No, no, man. I don't, I don't want pizza. I think you're, I'm like, if you're hungry, you're, 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 yeah. re, you're being picky. Yeah. Then you, when you, when you know, cause you talk to a lot of people, especially in New York city, there, there's shelters and shit where they go and eat. Yeah. So they don't need food. <laughs> you know, like I've, I've talked to plenty of people. That's why I said, honest people. I'm always for the guy that came up to me and said, Hey man, I'm not even going to, I said, Hey, first of all, he goes, Hey, nice Jersey. This is years ago. He goes, Hey, nice Jersey. It was New York city. Uh, I said, oh, thank you, because I was wearing a Michael Jordan jersey. He goes, uh, he's like, listen, man, you look like a fucking uh, reasonable guy, so I'm not even going to fucking lie to you. Listen, I'm a piece of shit. I'm an alcoholic. I don't. I can't stay at a shelter because they want me to be clean and sober. I don't want to be that way. My life fucking sucks. Uh, if you could see a way, though, if you could donate like anything to me, just so I can get another drink to make it through another shitty day, uh, it'd be welcome. I gave that motherfucker 10 bucks and said, man, go get what I was like, how much does it cost for a bottle like that? He's like, 10, uh, well, it's 10 after tax. I'm like, here's 10 bucks. Have, have, have at it, brother. <laughs> Somebody was like, I can't believe you did that. I'm like, he was fucking honest. Yeah. Like I, if I give this guy $5 over here for food, that's all he's going to do with it. Yeah. This guy was at least fucking honest with me. I appreciate that. I gave him, I gave him a fucking handshake and everything. So be careful. Take care of yourself. Yeah. What do you want me to fucking do? Yeah. Guy already told me that he doesn't want the fucking help. He was honest with me, so I'm gonna give him money. Like, why not? Yeah, like if you if you sit around like the Armory Square area where there's a lot of food and whatnot, catch people as they're on their way in or out. Not when they're eating, man. Like, just yeah, people are trying to have really conversations. Food, but like I said, a lot of them don't want food. My biggest yeah. pet peeve over the course of the weekend was being interrupted in a conversation. We're having a conversation, and somebody just comes up and starts talking to you. And you're just like, dude, I'm in the middle of a conversation. Okay. You should like, be used to it. it. Happens here all the time. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. it does. It does. My wife tells me about because she works in downtown. So like, it, it yeah. does happen. And like, in the one part that, that drives me nuts is in our area in particular. There's a lot of like places you can go. They just ask for you to be clean and sober. Yep. 
So you know why they're not there. Like, and it's it's not being a dick. Like, because I've given plenty of money to them too. Because I'm just like, fuck it. You're gonna go buy some beer. That's what you're telling me. Here you go. Have a good day. I, I was with Ron when we, he saw the guy with the "I bet you can't hit me for a quarter" <laughs> sign, and he drove right back <laughs> around and pulled over and handed <laughs> that man money. Exactly. Dollar dollar bills, yep. y'all. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, five dollar bill. I'm like, here. This is good. I, I like the sign. <laughs> it's not the first time I've seen the sign. I just haven't seen it here. So yeah. I was like, fuck it. I'm going, we went around the block. I handed him a five dollar bill. I said, good luck. You probably stole, you know, probably was doing it as a joke to see what he could make because I haven't seen him around again. Oh, I have. Always outside of walls. Guess, guess what? Great, great sign though. Yeah, like, I appreciate shit like that, man. I also appreciate the like, there's there, like the people that are like, uh, do you want food and shit? Like the, you know, or like the guys will work for food. I'll stop and buy that fucking sandwich and come back. They're usually thankful for that. That's that's how you know. Like there's a, yeah. like you fucking work. Oh man, I mean I come do, no man. Here, here's a sandwich. Have a good day. You know, go to the fucking shelter yeah. because obviously if you really want food. And obviously you accepted this fucking sandwich and fucking we're more than happy. Go there. They'll help you. <laughs> Fuck. Come on, man. But uh, that's why I have a big heart. But also I have I have a bullshit meter, too. Yeah. And then you also got to remember there's all the fake ones. Oh, yeah. Because we got that lady that roams around Binghamton yeah. who fucking has been pregnant for the last decade and a half. Oh, good Lord. Arrested for breaking into her boyfriend's house. Uh huh. Well, their shared house at one point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She, yeah. She got me when she was off duty outside of the other game store. When no, I got she, back she didn't get you. She got she bummed the smoke off yeah, of you. But she didn't like, get you for money like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> but she was like kind of cleaned up, and I was like, then all of a sudden she's walking away. I'm like, motherfucker, that's her. She was off duty, bro. Yeah, she was <laughs> off duty. Dude, that happens, man. I, I, there's there's people in New York City that fucking put their shit inside of a BMW after they're yep. done because they get fucking a ton of money. Bleeding heart tourists, man. Dude, also, if you ever go to New York City and you're one of our uh, listeners who don't live in the New York area, do not, I repeat, do not engage with anybody dressed up as a character for a picture. They were gonna, they're trying to skip money out of you, and they, and it's never enough. It's not like it's five bucks. It'll be like ten, twenty. Like they'll fucking try to rob you for whatever they can. And they'll and get all them. them in the picture too, and then you owe them all money. This is they bad in Virgil, yeah, yeah. That's bad in New York and outside of uh, Manchester Cedar in L.A. There's a huge problem with yeah, that. Yeah, this happens in Times Square all the fucking yeah. time, dude. I'm I'm an asshole to those people. I'm like, get the fuck away from me. They're like. Enough said. Yep. <laughs> like, I usually quiet because when you walk through New York, if you just ignore people, that's what you normally do when you're from New York. And I've lived there in my life. Uh-uh. Yeah. Those people, I'm like, get the fuck away from me and get the fuck away from me now. And they're like, yep, I don't want to fuck with you because I, I don't give a fuck because I'm going to beat the shit out of you in the middle of Times Square. You know what the cop's going to do? Fucking nothing. <laughs> yep. Because they're tired of you. They just can't do anything about you because it's a public fucking square. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there you go. There's our tips for not getting taken by fake bums and by <laughs> fucking uh, costume people. We're, we're doing a service here on the 3FM <laughs> podcast, if you guys didn't know. Uh, but with that being said, that's enough about our week. Let's move on to the opening plug so we can get this party actually really started. And, of course, that means... If you would like to get a hold of us to talk about anything, maybe even share some of your tips about where you're from, we always love to hear those, go ahead, hit us up on the social uh, medias, 
Three Fat Nerds Podcast on Facebook. Like and share that page. We are three fat at Three Fat Nerds Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Hashtag Three FN Pod whenever talking about the show. Of course, find out all the information about the show going to 8122productions.com. There, it's a one-stop shop. You'll get all of our social media addresses. You will get uh, the link to the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash 607podcast. You will get the link to the Patreon, patreon.com slash 8122productions. For as little as $1 a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content. Also, T Public link is there. Buy some swag, help support the show. And uh, then also we have the musical guests who uh, share their music with us so we can be copyright free. Giving a big shout out to the band that does our theme song. That's right. Shout at the robots. I hear they're in the studio making some new music. So pretty soon we're going to have some new shout at the robots on this show. So shout out to them. Also the other bands that fucks with us. Go check them out and, uh, you know, hit them up. They have We have the information for them. Make sure you're supporting them on YouTube, music, Bandcamp, and Spotify because they're fucking awesome. Also, we have friends of the show like the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Get their website. It's right there. The link could take you over to their website. And, of course, our friends at Sci-Fi Horror Fest, which that's coming down August 26th and 27th at Vernon, New York, at the Vernon Downs Casino. For all ticket information, go to scifihorrorfest.com. And uh, I've been told that we're going to get some tickets to give away. So Whoa. keep your eyes on the show in the near future if you would like to get free tickets. Uh, and then also we have our local sponsors who support the show. So we can bring you the show each and every week commercial free. Big shout outs to our main one who sponsors our, our, our studio, Dragon Master Games. For all your Magic the Gathering gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. And of course our friends over at Rex to Rods Auto Detailing. If uh, when you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, Diesel, what's the number? 607-644-3389. And there you go. And all that and more is at 8122productions.com. And if you forget any of that, it's all in the hyperlinks to the podcast in the notes below. Beautiful. Beautiful. By the way, it was nice that we had that LOL extended in the beginning because there's not a lot of news this week. But with that being said, it is now time for this week's edition of... The Eardrum Popping Nerd News. Bing, bang, boom. Ya, ta, ta. Fing, fang, foom. <laughs> we should add that in there. <laughs> That's good. I, I might change that in the next one. That is definitely nerdy. Uh, we had a couple trailers this week come out that we want to talk about. And first is one that we were waiting for a while. We told you when it was coming out, and then they pushed it back a day. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it was originally slated on the countdown to come out on Tuesday, so we weren't lying to you guys last week on the podcast, but it came out on Wednesday. And that, of course, was the trailer to Kevin Smith's next movie, and that is Clerks 3, for those of you people who are fans of it. And, of course, we got to be honest. We saw the trailer. Ron, you were 100% right about what it was going to be about. I told you. I mean, it was it was, it was was kind of like yeah. an easy guess, but once again, you were right about it. Let's start with you. How did you feel about the Clerks 3 trailer? I'm all in. I don't care. <laughs> I don't even care that it's already the story we've heard, because he's Kevin Smith writes about himself. Like, mm-hmm. he writes his life, and that if you haven't seen the trailer... Go watch it. You'll understand what I'm saying. I'm not going to blow it out because it is definitely a fun trailer. Yeah. Everybody's back. Everybody's having a grand old time. I, and he hits all the jokes, you know, now, and you know, even, you know, making fun of Disney going, hey, I ain't going to get sued by Disney now. Like, so it all fits. Like, I can't wait. Perfect. Uh, Diesel, how do you feel about the trailer? It looks a little meta. It looks like it's going to be horrible, but I'm still fucking in. I don't <laughs> give a shit. The plot doesn't like we know the story. It doesn't look like it's going to be Kevin Smith's best work. It doesn't matter. That's not why I'm going there. I'm going there because I'm going to fanboy out 
for the Viewiskew universe, for the Kevin Smith universe now, whatever they're calling it these days, I'm in. But, yeah, the trailer itself, eh, the story that they're presenting in the trailer, I'm just like, I don't care how meta it is, I'm still in. <laughs> <laughs> well, the story that they're portraying in the trailer is, is very, it's, it, it's a, it is a story about his life, and as we know, he loosely based the character of Randall on himself, which I always thought was funny. If Him you, and if Brian you Johnson, yeah. Yeah. If you go back and in, in, in you listen to a lot of The Evening with Kevin Smith and a lot of the interviews he did, so it's no surprise that the character of Randall is the one that had the heart attack. Uh, it was kind of weird to see Elias back in the in goth form. <laughs> I hope there's a call back to Lister Fiend. I, my guess is he got pussy and then he couldn't get pussy no more and then he was just fucking sort of listening <laughs> to the Smiths. I, I, think he, I think he's with a chick there. I think he is getting pussy. I think that's the point. I think that they when he's he's all gothy, so he's instead of being abstinent to sex, he's into probably some freaky kinky shit, and we're gonna find out about that. So, but I, I still hope that we get find out more about Pillow Pants and Lister Fiend, yeah, because that that's that's a callback that needs to happen. And you know everybody's back. I, I like it. You know we're gonna we know we're gonna get a ton of cameos. Yep. You saw some of them in the in the trailer, but I'm sure they're not giving them all away. Yeah. But with that being said, uh, the movie will be coming out on September 13th. As of yet, it is not announced where it's going to be. As of when we're re- uh, releasing the podcast, we do not know if it's going to be... Kevin Smith has also said he doesn't know if it's going to be sold to a streaming service, whether it's going to see a theater run, what's going to happen with it. He just knows it is coming on September 13th, and the deal will be done. There is some offers out there. It's yep. not like there's no offers. It's just what offer he's going to go with. However, we do know one way you can see it, with some bonuses. Uh, NJ.com is reporting uh, in a title, an article titled Kevin Smith's Clerks 3 Tour, Where to Buy Tickets and Schedule Dates. Uh, it says it like this. Clerks just got the uh, trilogy treatment as Kevin Smith's popular film franchise is returning to theaters this fall. Along with the new film's release, Smith has announced that he's going on tour with old friends in support of the film. The Clerks 3, The Convenience Tour, will kick things off in Smith's hometown of Red Bank at the Hackensack Meridian Health Theater on September 4th. Soon after, Smith and company will uh, drop into New York City's Beacon Theater on September 9th. Fans can find tickets on Vivid Seats... Mega Seats, Ticketmaster, and Ticket City. Plus, first-time Vivid Seats users can save $20 on ticket orders over $200 by punching in promo code NJ20 at checkout. Uh, you can find a complete calendar featuring all Clerks 3 tour dates, show start times, and venues uh, by visiting uh, the View Askew website, also the Smodcast website. Uh, the metal film will reunite Clerks Randall, Jeff Anderson, and Dante Brian O'Halloran, who are still stuck in the same dead-end quick-stop job. They decide to make a movie based on their lives to shake things up following an on-the-clock heart attack. So they're making a movie. With appearances from Jay, Jason Mewes, Silent Bob, Kevin Smith himself, Ben Affleck, Fred Armisen, Justin Long, Rosario Dawson, and Michelle Boutois, the movie is expected to de- delight fans of Smith's View Askew Universe, or View Askewiverse. Uh, the f- best way to find out if they will also join Smith on tour is to see it live. So go ahead and check it out. Uh, they are going on tour. It's a small tour, yeah. but might as well check out what you can find. Uh, that's going to bring us to the second t- trailer. This one is also kind of up in the air about certain things, but more information. As the day we're recording on Monday, as, as you guys you know, we, we record on Monday. Patrons get it Monday night. Uh, everybody else gets it on Tuesday. And today we got a trailer for a new movie called Day Shift. That's right, Day Shift. And uh, this movie, this movie is coming to Netflix. And it stars Jamie Foxx and Snoop 
Dog, along with one of Diesel's favorites, Dave Franco. And uh, <laughs> before we jump into anything else, how'd you feel about the trailer, Diesel? All right, this mo- the the plot of this is not good. With that being said, though, this looks amazing. It is like we we've bypassed the the rage of all the vampire stuff. So I think enough time has gone by where we can start the vampire craze up again. And this actually looks very refreshing and very funny. It, I don't, I'm not expecting it to be a great plot with a great twist at the end or anything like that. I'm just expecting to have a fun time watching this. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Yeah, it, with it, that. Looks it, 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 it looks fun. It looks entertaining. It's not going to, you know, maybe, you know, it'll be a hopefully the next Maximum Overdrive. Yeah. You know, bad movie, but really fun to watch. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. There is a lot of gore. There's a lot of blood guts. Uh, uh, it's not stake through the heart. Removing the head looks to be the way to kill the vampire coming from the trailer. He also looks like he's taking the fangs and selling yep. them on the black market. Yes. <laughs> nice. Uh, it's, it's kind of an interesting trailer. I mean, you, the first thing you see is him as a pool man, and then he shoots an old lady. And then she becomes a vampire. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a little it's kind of crazy. Uh, I, I think it's it could be interesting. The official log line for Day Shift from Netflix reads: Jamie Foxx stars as a hardworking blue collar dad who just wants to provide a good life for his uh, quick witted daughter, but his mundane San Fernando Valley pool cleaning job is a front for his real source of income: hunting and killing vampires as part of an international union of vampire hunters. Of course, Day Shift will arrive on Netflix August the twelfth. So, mark it on your calendars. I, I believe that we will be doing some kind of review for this. A, a bonus review for sure. Either it's going to be on the show or a bonus review, but trust me, we will be watching this and giving you something for Day Shift when it drops. Hopefully it's uh, hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's, well, I shouldn't say good. Hopefully it's entertaining. Yes. We got one more story, and as you know, like we do for Nerd News, we like to end Nerd News on a fun note. And uh, this has got all the fun in the world. I am uh, going to read it. I'm, I'm not going to give you the title of the article right now because I think it's fun to how it opens. But I'm going to read this straight from comicbook.com. Uh, the article was done by Russ Burlingame. It reads, It's Mormon time for the Game Boy Color. In a new video, YouTuber Wolf Den has put Morbius onto Game Boy Color for, for some reason. A long and tedious process that nevertheless may have been more enjoyable than actually watching Morbius. If this sounds familiar to you, it might be that you remember when this same YouTuber put Christopher Nolan's Tenet onto a Game Boy Advance as well. Although that time it was inspired by something specific, the filmmaker's insistence that Tenet should be seen on the largest screen possible, despite being released early in the pandemic, when most moviegoers were not willing to go to theaters. Well, that time, Wolf Den uh, joked that they had put the movie on Game Boy out of spite. This time, the YouTuber missed they did Morbius just for some reason. How are you guys feeling, starting with Diesel, about it's Morbin time on the Game Boy Color? You nerds have way too much time and are you wasting your goddamn talent. How the fuck are you putting a full-length movie onto a Game Boy cartridge and use your powers for something better than it's Morbin time? (laughs) (laughs) That being said, I love you. You you are doing God's work here. Shout-outs to Wolf Dead. Uh... Ron, what are you thinking? I, I, it's the only way I want to watch this movie ever again. <laughs> I would buy it. I would watch it. I would turn it on and watch the whole thing. No, Without I got to no. ask you, do you still have a Game Boy Color, or would you have to purchase that as well? No, I'd have to purchase that. I, I never actually had a Game Boy Color. I had a Game Boy Advance, but I got lost. I, so, I'm going to throw it out there. I think I'm with Ron. If we go in uh, thirdsies on a Game Boy Color, 
I would definitely watch this. Yeah, that's that's the that. only way I would watch Morbius ever again as well. I'm not. I, listen, I know there's some people who obviously like that movie. You can count us amongst those that don't. <laughs> uh, but with that being said, that's that's the end of this week's edition of the Nerd News. But fret not, we're gonna kick it right on over to. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Get ready to get triple stuffed. Right, we got a fun box office this week. People are going back to the movies. Number five for its fifth week on the list. You two nerds' favorite movie of the summer, Jurassic World Dominion, with $8.4 million. Dinosaurs. <laughs> a movie we actually all did enjoy. Elvis is still on the top five at number four with $11 million. Nice. I wish that would make more, but yeah, it yeah. was good. If, 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 you're, if your draw is to how long it is, I'm not going to give you the ploy I did last week. Just make sure you see it when it yeah. comes on, on a service. Uh, still rocking the list. Top Gun Maverick with another $15.5 million. All the fucking money's in it deserves it. Yeah. So far, I'm going to be honest with you. Top Gun Maverick is in my contention for movie of the year. Yeah, I guess so far. And it's going to probably make a, another movie after this. Probably. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Gentle Minions Rise, The Rise of Gru, $45.6 million for its second week. Fuck the de- Gentle Minions, but that's awesome because I'm a big fan yeah, of the yeah. Minions movies. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, that's also because eh, I'm not in the market for that. No. And then, no surprise, debuting domestically with $143 million, Thor, Love and Thunder. Take all the money. the money. I'll be going back to see that tomorrow, I think, with the kid. Nice. Because nice. I, I told him I'd take him. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm zero surprised that a Marvel movie opens at number one. And not to mention it's Thor, Love and Thunder. So, yeah. awesome job. Uh, of course, in the second half of the show... 3FN Movie Club, we will be giving you our review of that movie. All right, coming up this week, though, we have Paws of Fury, The Legend of Hank. I might go see that movie. Nice. And also, and I think we're doing this next week, Where the Crawdads Sing. Yes, we are going to be watching for next week's 3FN Movie Club review. We are going to be doing Where the Crawdads Sing. Uh, It looks interesting. That's all I can say. It looks interesting. Uh, next week, though, we got a big release with uh, Jordan Peele's Nope. Nope. We will also be watching that for that week's 3FN movie review, nope. just so you guys know. Also coming yes, out that yes, week? Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> nope. Actually, we were doing, me and yeah. uh, you in the theater, we're going back and forth with different ways to say no. So it came up, nope, and I'm like, nah. And he's like, no. And I'm like, none. <laughs> Negative. Like, you kept going back and forth. It was weird. It was funny, though. Uh, also coming out that week, a movie that I think we should all watch, How to Please a Woman. Ah, what do you need to do that for? Good, good point. And listen, I went to the Bernie Mac school of pleasing a woman. I got mine. Too bad if you need yours. Goddamn race. <laughs> also coming out, Alone Together in My Old School. All right, cool. Uh, lots of movies coming up. Uh, some maybe not as big budget, but uh, lots of movies coming up. I know that. Uh, I'm just gonna say this out. When we went to Thor, I was gonna say it early. We all got interested. We, I mean, we're already a little interested to see Beast just because Idris Elba's in it. We love Idris Elba. But after seeing that trailer, I'm fucking seeing that movie. <laughs> he punches a goddamn lion no, no, in no. the face. No, no, bla- no. He's got a blade in his hand. He slices that fucker's <laughs> nose. It's, it's great. I don't care. It's over the top. It's fucking, it's got to be entertaining. So if you guys haven't seen a trailer for Beast yet, check it out. Uh, we're going to see it. And we'll probably be reviewing it on this show. Let's be honest. Uh, with that being said, though, one last bit of business before we go to the break. And that is, of course, this week's Top 3 in Diesel. What is this week's Top 3? We are living up to our fat part of our name. What are your Top 3 favorite 
regional specialty foods. Awesome. And I mean, I'm only going to count the ones that I can actually go to the region for. I know there's some other ones that I've had at other places. Yeah. Like I've had like, uh, what is it? The, the, the Juicy Lucy. That's yep. out in Minnesota. Oh, yeah, I've yeah, had yeah. one of them made it somewhere. I don't know how good it is compared to the original because I've never been there. Uh, maybe someday I'll come out that way. You know, you never know. But let's go with my top three favorites. At number three, Rochester's own The Garbage Plate. I'm a big garbage plate guy. We were talking about garbage plates this weekend as well. They are delicious. Uh, If you guys don't know what a garbage plate is, uh, real quickly I will tell you, uh, the the constitutes of a garbage plate change. (laughs) So you could actually have different things. The most important part is there's a meat sauce on it. So usually, uh, historically, it's either macaroni salad or mac and cheese, uh, french fries or tater tots, a hamburger patty or chicken fingers, Always hot dogs on the original, so always Red Hots, specifically Red Hots, yep. and then uh, meat sauce. So it's kind of like a chili, if you will, you know, like a real chili, not one with beans, as Diesel will point out. And that is what is traditionally, and mind you, it gets mixed up because then you can add different things. I've had ones with barbecue on them. Yep. I've had ones with, it's delicious, but you can mix anything on a garbage plate. But traditionally, usually you have some kind of macaroni or pasta base, or sometimes I've seen potato salad even yep. before, but usually it's macaroni salad or macaroni and cheese. And then some kind of fried, like a French fry or you know fried potato of some sort. And then you have meats and meat sauce. The meat sauce is always, it's a must. Oh, and mustard. Mustard and chopped onions. I forgot the chopped onions, too. I, I feel like chopped onions go hand in hand with the chili or the meat sauce, if you will. But the mustard, I almost forgot. Mustard is always on them, no matter what. Uh, my number two spot, and it's not that far from us, and I do, and Diesel can attest this, we have made trips just to get it at my favorite place. And I know some people from Philly will tell me it's sacrilegious that Tony Luke's is my favorite cheesesteak spot, but fuck you, it's amazing. Uh, I'm talking about Philadelphia cheesesteaks. Philly cheesesteaks are the best, especially when you get them in Philly with the cheese whiz, with with the real shaved prime rib, because that's what they use. Yeah, yeah, it's delicious. Dude, when we went down there for the Offspring concert, we just found a random eatery, and it was one of the best cheesesteaks I've ever had. that random eatery? had the best pickles, homemade pickles I ever had to. By the way, all cheesesteak places have homemade pickles in, in Philly. That's a thing. And the and usually you get them for free and help yourself. Oh my God, they're so tasty. They have spicy ones, sweet ones. It's delicious. I, we're going to go too far if I, if I keep going. <laughs> and my number one, and it is because it is the single reason I stayed living in the Southern Tier. And Diesel knows this. this is literally the single reason that I'm like, if I move from the Southern Tier, I would have to order cases of the marinade and all that. I would do it. But it's the one thing that I'm like, I would actually miss from this area, aside from my friends and family, obviously. And that is the Chicken Speedy. Which, if you don't know what a Chicken Speedy sandwich is, it is diced up meat. Usually chicken, but you can do it with beef, lamb, pork. Yeah, we, we have all sorts of yeah. ones, okay? And it's marinated in a, a special sauce. You can marinate it in any sauce, but we have special sauces for it. And then it is grilled to perfection, and then it is put out in an Italian hoagie roll. Or if you're doing it at home, you can use Italian bread. But I prefer the... Uh, by the way, I prefer if you are doing real Speedies, it's got to go on Roma bread. Mm-hmm. goes on a Roma Italian sub, and you eat that son of a bitch. And it's the, it'll change your life. As a matter of fact, when doing the wrestling company, a lot of the out-of-towners would not only have us take them to get Speedies, they would then have us go buy them Speedies to take home. Mm-hmm. So it sounds simplistic, but it's what we do here in the Southern Tier. It is my favorite regional food. Not just because I'm from here, but it's damn tasty. Ron, what's your top three? 
first of all, I'm lame when it comes to this, so my top three is pretty simple. Speedies, speedies, no. speedies. Oh, well. Number three is New York-style pizza, because that's the only kind of pizza there is. That's great. <laughs> Anything else is not pizza, dude. I don't care. Uh, number two, the chicken speedy, obviously. But number one, going to go with the dessert, the half-moon cookie, because it's based in Utica. Half moon cookies. Yeah, not, had not a, half, a black and white. Oh, half moon. If you've ever had a half moon cookie, it is a usually well, you can be a vanilla cookie. But yeah. It's usually a, cho- a historic it's chocolate. It's vanilla. a chocolate yep. cookie, and then on top, it's got a, a vanilla icing and a chocolate icing. Yep. Uh, Diesel. Utica has a lot of specialties. Shout out Utica for their chicken riggies or pasties and their dude. Um, Utica for a shithole. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who lives in Utica can is not going to be mad. You can attest that's true. They do have a lot of good food. Yeah. So shout out Utica. <laughs> And uh, honorable mention, I'm not a huge fan, but honorable mentions because this is what brought it up. Poutine is making a huge resurgence, and it's not bad. It's not my thing, but it's not bad. But Good on you Canadians if you have, you have anybody listens. Continue, Diesel. But my number three is also a big thing in Philly and Utica, tomato pie. Uh, we don't call it pizza. It is made with bread dough, and it's got a thick tomato, almost like paste. Mm-hmm. And it's just shaker, uh, like Parmesan cheese on top, and it's delicious. Yeah, I love it's, it's it. very good. Uh, number two, we are going with, I, I, I do love me some Speedies. No, oh, Speedies yeah. are the yeah. best. Um, and down here, I love Sarp, and I always get the Buffalo. And the, uh, the, the Greek. They're both really, really good. The Buffalo is my go-to. Yep. And hate to do, you know, copy another one, but it's fucking phenomenal. It's great. It's great. Anytime you get it down in Philly, the cheesesteak. Dude, the cheesesteak is one of the greatest of all time. With a caveat, though, if you start doing the, um, the mashup with the... The, have you seen the cheesesteak uh, burrito? Yeah. Where you roll it up in a piece of New York-style pizza? Yeah, I've seen that. But that's not, really, that's not really a normal... Yeah. I, I, I've been seeing that like, on BuzzFeed videos, and it's like, you're taking the worst part of the pizza and putting it on the outside, so the first part of your tongue tastes is like the char crust on the bottom, and then wrapping it up with all that goodness. No, no. If you do it, do it in reverse. Make it messy. By the, by the way, <laughs> shout out to Philly's other uh, widely known uh, the beef the beef sandwich oh. that they put the bro- broccoli rob on. That's very good as well. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to something I've only had once, but I would definitely get it again. Skyline chili. Skyline chili. Uh, shout out to the Elmira, uh, not Elmira. The that's the um, uh, Ohio thing, by the way. Rochester, uh, Buffalo area with the uh, beef on weck. Beef on yep, weck is good. Yep. Uh, shout outs to Buffalo for the Buffalo wing, <laughs> which is is from Buffalo. I, I can't believe none of us said that, but it is is always a good shout. Yep. And of course, I'm going to give my shout outs to Chicago because I, I love a deep dish pizza. Like I understand, blasphemy, dude. It's not blasphemy. It's two different things. Me and Diesel have had this discussion on numerous occasions. Uh, you, you, if you take the word pizza out of deep dish, it's fine because. Technically, it's a pie. Yeah. And it's, it's a casserole. Good. Yeah, it's fucking. It's delicious. Don't don't say you don't enjoy the one that we get over at uh, Copper Top. Copper is Top. the best one I've ever had. As weird as that sounds, Copper Top is great. That's because we haven't been to Chicago yet. No, no. no. I, when I went out out of town with uh, the captain, he told me about the best place to get it, and I ordered it. You got it, it, it in Wisconsin. Garbage. You you got it in Wisconsin. Yeah. Rocky or Coco's you, is horrible. I bet you our good friend Charles and Patreon will tell you that that was probably a horrible idea. But we need to go to Chicago because I've heard the Chicago. Deep dish is phenomenal. Yeah. And I like Chicago deep dish. It is not pizza because, let's be honest, New York is the best pizza. By the way, you can still get like slices for like a dollar fifty on the streets of New York. A yeah. dollar. So it's still good shit, man. Dollar cheese pizza slices still exist. Anyways, with that being said, I'm getting super fucking hungry. So thank you, Diesel. I don't know if I have enough time in between the podcast and the live stream. I hope I do because I'm going to need something in my tummy. But... 
But that being said, we all still have a second half. We're going to take our break. When we come back, it will be time for this week's 3FN Movie Club. And this week, we are reviewing the brand new film, Thor, Love and Thunder. Greetings, henchmen and loyal subjects. I am Evan the Great. Now I'm JVD. We're your hosts of the Fictional Battle Podcast, Crossover Collision, brought to you by the Villains Demand. If you love hearing in-depth breakdowns of your favorite characters and what they are capable of doing while fighting in random battlegrounds against other fan favorites, then this is the podcast for you. New episodes drop every Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or over on thebuildsman.com. Get into it, Diesel. Get into it. Diesel's over here playing the air guitar. You can't even see him. He's on the ground. He's humping the air. Make him love to this fucking sweet ass guitar. You could make you could make love to this sweet ass guitar. You could definitely get money to this. <laughs> of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you've seen the movie, Guns N' Roses can mean only one thing, and that is time for this week's 3FN movie review. And of course, this week. It is of the brand new movie, Thor, Love and Thunder. Of course, uh, just giving it out the what we normally do here. Uh, for those of you who have not seen it yet, do not worry. We're not going to spoil it first. No, 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 no. Uh, first, first and foremost, what we're going to do is we're going to give you our spoiler-free synopsis of the film. Give you, like, the people who are in it and such. And then we're going to give you a spoiler-free recommendation. Do we recommend it? Thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, thumbs down, and why? Then we will play the spoiler alert. After the spoiler alert, we will give our spoiler-full review. And then our nerd score and my critic score, as well as playing the game. All that after the spoiler alert. So, if you have not seen the movie yet, you're still safe. We will let you know when you're not. Of course... Thor Love and Thunder came out this past week, July 8th of 2022. The synopsis of the film from Google is as follows. Thor embarks on a journey unlike anything he's ever faced, a quest for inner peace. However, his retirement gets interrupted by Gore the God Butcher, a galactic killer who seeks the extinction of the gods. That's a, it's a decent synopsis. I mean, at what point was he retired, though? I, well, I mean, he, no spoilers, but he did kind of come out of retirement a little bit. He was meditating. He was meditating, but he was always called in for when they needed him. Well, we'll get to that later. We cannot talk about that without spoiling Diesel, and this is not the spoiling portion. Jesus. All right. This, run, this film had a runtime of 119 minutes. It was distributed by the Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures, produced by Marvel Studios. By the way, the producers on the film, Kevin Fahey and Brad Winderbaum. It is based on the, the Thor story by Stan Lee, Larry Lieber, and Jack Kirby. And the script for this movie was written by Jennifer Caton Robinson. And it was the other writer was also the director. And that, of course, is the great Taika Waititi. Cinematography was done by uh, Barry Idone, uh, edited by Matthew Schmidt, Peter S. Elliott, Elliot, sorry, Tim Roche, and Jennifer Vacaharlo. Uh, music by Michael Giancano and Naomi Mulmaid. Sorry if I butchered that name because that was the first time I've ever seen her name. <laughs> uh, and here we go. It stars, of course, 
the god of thunder himself, Thor, Chris Hemsworth. Of course, Jane Foster, a.k.a. the Mighty Thor, played by Natalie Portman, returning to the MCU. The bad guy of our film was Gore the God Butcher, portrayed by Christian Bale. Korg was voiced by Taika Waititi. Valkyrie was reprised by Tessa Thompson. Russell Crowe makes an appearance in the film. I don't think that's a spoiler. He is Zeus. He's in the trailer. Sif is back in the movie, uh, played by Jamie Alexander. And then, uh, of course, we have a special appearance, as you guys most all know, from the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, including uh, Karen, Karen Gillan, Chris Pratt, Vin Diesel's voice, also in the movie. And, of course, Big Dave Bautista. And, uh, ironically enough, Sam Neill... Uh, was Odin during the uh, little theater performance? Yes, yes. That's not a spoiler for anybody because they, they they've done it in a, in the past. So I just want to give a shout out to our theater performers of Liam Hemsworth, Matt Damon, and Sam Neill, and also Melissa McCarthy as Hella, <laughs> <laughs> which I think they should have casted her as the real Hella. To be fair, I think what they need to do is a Disney Plus series where these people just act out like the main overarching stories for all. Yes. All the Marvel movies. And then we also have the uh, Michael Pena recap. For Michael every Pena movie. and Korg recap. Oh, at the same. and, and, and any, uh, any narration, Michael Pena. Yeah. Dude, I'm fucking in. You've just sold me. Listen, I know that we're supposed to be reviewing a movie here or giving our recommendations. <laughs> let's, let's make a new but movie. But you just sold me. At this point in juncture, we are going to do our recommendation. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Recommendations for Thor and a spoiler-free reason why let's start with ron what's your recommendation obviously this is a must see if you definitely like uh, thor ragnarok you're definitely gonna love this movie it has the same you know the same comedy beats that makes it so good and the story is actually solid so definitely get to see this big natty cool all right this is all right the way i'll, I'll phrase this is this was the most fun i've had at a marvel movie since endgame really really okay um the way they use comedy was definitely needed because the overwhelming story is extremely dark and I think it was extremely well done. I highly recommend this movie. I'm also giving this a thumbs up recommendation. I, I enjoy this a lot. This is one of the more entertaining films that I've seen. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I laughed out loud in the theater. Me and Ron uh, were enjoying our time. We sat next to each other. Uh, it was it was fun. I, I really just did dig this movie. I think a lot of people will as well. I do want to make a side note that it's spoiler free as well. There's something that they've been doing recently. We've talked about this a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago now, when we talked about are they doing too much in the Marvel Universe? And we said no, because now they're hitting strides and they're doing different things. And it's weird because every time they do something different, there's a mixed reaction. And this is one of those cases where they did a really fun movie and it was a little different than anything they've done. Yes, it is in line with Ragnarok, but not Ragnarok sequel, no. which is what I think a lot of people expected. And they do something different, and then there's like this. I mean, I, I think more people enjoy it than don't, but there's still some people who, who are now shit talking it. And it's always the people who wanted change. It's the same thing with WandaVision. I know Diesel wasn't a huge fact of WandaVision, but once again, it was something different. It's the same thing with Ms. Marvel. Everybody wanted something, and we've gotten shit that's different. And every time, it's always a mixed reaction. So that sends a really shit message to, to, to Disney and Marvel about, hey, we should probably stick to the formula, huh? And I would say that lately, we've been getting a lot of these. Because even, even Spider-Man No Man Home, or Spider-Way No Man Home, sorry. 
Uh, I, I didn't want to mess up Diesel's title for it. <laughs> Uh, that even was kind of different for a Marvel yeah, film. Yeah. And Doctor Strange 2 is different for a Marvel film. And and so I, I'm enjoying these differences. And yes, they have the same tenets. They're a comic book movie. So we still get action. We still have bad guys. We still have what you need for that film. But at the same point and juncture, I think that they're all fundamentally different. And I'm enjoying that. And that's why when we talked about it a few weeks ago, we said that's one of the reasons why we don't think it's stale and overdone because they're finally hitting strides of doing different fucking stories. And here we go. Thor Love and Thunder before coming out was getting bombed by some of the, uh, the, the critics, which I can understand why critics didn't like it. But then there's some of the fandom that went, I don't know. What do you mean? There's laughing in the movie? Why, were, why was the Guardians even there? We'll, we'll talk about that in the spoiler <laughs> full part, but I'm just saying, I'm sure everybody has seen some of those things out there, but yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, guys, let's not ask for diversity in different stuff and in, in different filmmaking, and when we fucking get it, go, oh, I know. And I'm not saying you have to like everything, because God knows I did not like the Eternals. No. But the difference is the Eternals did a lot of, yes, it was different, but they did a lot of different things badly. Yes. You can't make an action film or a, a comic book movie with very little action in it and, and no substance. And that's what they did with Eternals. I'm sorry. That's just my opinion. If you loved it, thank you. Once again, we've always said it. If you loved it, you love it. Love it. If you hate it, you hate it. That's fine. Nobody cares. I'm just never it's your listen. opinion. I'm just never going to listen to your uh, uh, recommendations for a movie if you say you love The Eternals. I just know you like trash. <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> but, but, but no, I'm just saying, everybody has their own opinions, and that's the beautiful part we can, and that's what we do here. We give you our opinion, and hopefully you're entertained by it, and like we said before. But don't get on critics for not liking something, but I do. We'll talk about in the spoiler full part. I do actually understand why critic critics did not like this movie. We'll talk about that. But... We're about there at the doorstep. So, right now, if you have not seen Thor Love and Thunder and want to see it before you hear any spoilers, this is where you pause and stop the podcast and come back at a later date and time after you see the movie and listen to it because we are going to be in the spoiler zone starting right now. Spoiler zone it is. Let's fucking talk spoilers. As we know, we just do the good and the bad, and then we go on to the game and the review. So here we is. Um, let's start with good. I'm going to say this, and I, I'm going to table. I'm going to say one thing, table it. Let's get it, and I'll come back with whatever else you guys. But I want to start off with the best part of this movie was its entertainment value. Uh, I understand that there was people, and this is why I'm going to say I'll get the critic stuff right out of the way. I understand why critics panned this film, because it was not the, okay, here's the first act, second act, third act. We have the cutoffs. We have the exact things. This movie doesn't take itself seriously for two-thirds of the film. And then in the last third of the film, it does setting up the, the third act. Yeah. And that's fine. That's the best part about this film. Yes. In my opinion, is it's fun and entertaining. I laughed. I enjoyed myself. Those were some of the best parts of Ragnarok. Now, Ragnarok was set up more like a normal movie. Ragnarok was also set up with more action and stuff than this movie had, which we'll get to that in my detractions. However, I will say, for entertainment value and funny value, this is possibly one of, if not the funniest, Marvel movie they've ever put out. And, like, naturally funny. Like, it wasn't like they really tried hard to get the, the jokes in there. They got the jokes in there, and they filled in very, very, very well. Yes, they did. Uh, let's table it around. Ron, what did you like about Thor Love and Thunder? 
Well, like the the bad narration of the story every time Korg <laughs> needed to do something, he's like, "Let me tell you about the space Viking," yeah. and then you just and the, the, but like it happened like three times in the movie, yeah. mm-hmm. and it but it fit every spot that they did it. Let and, me tell you about the space Viking <laughs> and his love, Jane Foster, <laughs> Mighty Thor. Let me tell you about the space Viking and the little girl, or you know them as Thor, Love and Thunder. That's where you get the name from. But finally, at the fucking end, I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, like Korg is the main part, like the 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 comic relief in this whole thing, which it makes this movie that so good. Okay. Anything else you want to add? Oh, like the pacing was good. Two Mm -hmm. hours in and out. Like I like the fucking short time. Like, like that's two movies that could have been longer. That we didn't need them to be longer because, like, you like uh, Doctor Strange uh, was also Strange two, two hours. hours. Like, this two-hour format in and out. Keep it up. <laughs> hey, they finally yeah. listened because I've been saying for years to cut a half hour out. Yeah, and most of them would cutting a half hour out would be two hours. Yeah, Diesel got some ad to add into the likes. Okay, so it's going to sound like a detraction at first, but I actually enjoyed it. The way that they had pretty much three separate movies going on at once. You have a love story going on. You have the overwhelming gore storyline yes. going on and then you have yes. the um redemption of thor going on i loved it because the gore storyline is so dark yes like you have to think about it it's a storyline of murdering gods because the way he was treated by his god dude the opening yeah. of the movie yeah. the, the, I, that's I honestly the other think thing, that like, when you go with the dark i want to add to this yeah. real quick because i think this is a good point the opening of this film is so dark that I think that it takes probably the next hour of funny jokes yeah. to get you over the fact that you watch a little girl die in the beginning yeah, of this yeah. movie and then you watch the god laugh it off and talk shit yeah. to him the, and the, the cold open like yeah. like this was a very cold open in a Marvel yeah. movie that we haven't seen in a while I think like uh, actually probably Iron Man yeah. so like from the beginning like it's a cold open it is a solid cold and he, open he goes from being this loyal subject to Gore the God Butcher yeah, yeah. so it is a very dark storyline, so you have to balance that out. And plus, with you know, like the religious implications of that storyline, it, it for you anime fans, this is Trigun. You have to have this funny, joking stuff to get to the darkness because it gets really dark. And I really appreciate that. And then you have the you know, the odd love story, but told through using the weapons was great <laughs> because you know Jane and Thor are back together, like trying to rekindle, and. You have Stormbreaker and Molinier both playing kind of jealous, like, what the fuck's going well, on? Mel- Which, well, Stormbreaker was more yeah. jealous than Molinier. Yes. So I really enjoyed how they balanced all of these yeah. little storylines together. And I, for what people are detracting of it, is actually a positive for me. Right. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, piggybacking off of you, I think that they did a good job of also balancing the story without going out of their way to tell you stupid shit you didn't need to yeah. know. Like... This is my... I'm going to call it, and I think me and you have coined this a long time ago, this is the Donnie Darko extended director's cut version. You know, where they tell you too much shit. Where if you just paid attention in the first time or two you watched the movie, you would get the directives you need. And a lot of people like to go that simple, this fucking hand feed everything, and not put it in there. One of my perfect examples of how it worked in this movie was when it showed Thor and Jane together, and he tells... And they're, they're drunk at the party, and he tells Mjolnir... No matter what, make sure you protect her. And the fucking thing lights up. That is why when she comes to the hammer, it fucking puts itself back together. And that's why it takes care of her. By the way, coolest shit ever is Mjolnir breaking apart and reattaching. Yeah. 
becoming she, projectiles she and she wields it like that it's fucking cool really cool. but like that told the story somebody missed over that that's not the fault of the movie maker they put it in the fucking yeah. movie they just didn't put a sign that said hey yeah, they, this is important because they shouldn't I hate when fucking movies do that yeah. and I think that they there was that that one in particular but there was other ones where you're just like oh they didn't need to have to explain shit because of that um, they take like you find out that Sif has been in a in a fight with fucking Gore the God Butcher, and she loses her arm, and she's like going into this whole speech about dying and going to Valhalla, and fucking Thor, and, and mind you, they make it funny because, and I like this part of it because Thor's like, well, you do know you have to die in battle to go to Valhalla, right? Well, Brightside, maybe your arms in Valhalla, but you can come back to New Asgard with me. <laughs> yeah. like she wants to be left there to have the warriors definitely like at this point the war part's over so you you're kind of out on a technicality but i love it your arm your arm might be in valhalla though yeah. <laughs> i just thought that was great well, uh it's just funny yeah. like but those but it, it took a dark thing her being in a fight and near death missing a fucking arm and it made a light joke of it, but it didn't make a mockery of the film. It still was fun. And like you said, I think you you hit the nail on the head when you said they had to do that. Because when you get to the third act, or even throughout, whenever you're dealing with gore, the backstory and what his purpose is are very dark. It's a very heavy end of the movie, yes. which I thought was very good. Yes. Like, I know some people were like, oh, we were having fun, and then the end. Well, that's how the end yeah. should happen. You know, we don't know, you know. The end of the movie comes, you think we stop the bad guy. We don't stop the bad guy. The bad guy still gets to where he needs to be. And now it just comes down to, hey, do the right thing. And yeah, he's like, and, 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 and we talk to him, he's like, no, the right thing is, a, is to wish for every god to be gone. And I get my wish. So all of you are going to pay. And Thor's just like, well, isn't it love? You're looking for love. Why don't you just wish to have your daughter back? And he's sitting there, and he's dying because the sword that he had wielded to become yeah. Gore is killing, is killed yeah. him pretty much. The same way as we find out on the parody end, Jane Foster's cancer got worse because of Mjolnir. Yeah. So you're kind of like, oh, there's yeah. this parallel on purpose. And I love the, the the best scene of the end to me is Thor turns his back and walks away from Gore and goes, it's too whatever you decide is fine. And and he goes, he turns his back. And he goes, why would you turn your back on me? You're no longer going to exist. And he goes. Well, that's, if that's the case, I want to spend it with the person yeah. I love. I want to spend my last moments with the person it, I love. And and it's a beautiful fucking moment because then Gore does wish for the daughter. Yeah. And he looks over at Thor and he goes, because he knows he's going to die, and says, take care of her and protect her. You end this beautiful fucking moment. So out of all this tragedy, you have this beautiful moment. And then they bring it back to the fun because then we get to yeah. see the daughter and Thor at the end. Yeah, it is a definitely a late 80s, early 90s comic book ending. Oh, like, yeah. like, uh, a, so it, it's that whole, you know, it's that whole, oh, he didn't wish the way that you thought he was going to wish. He wished for his daughter to be back. And now, you know, and then you get that ending. That's what it is. And, you know, one other positive is they don't hang on the Mighty Thor. No. They don't, like, oh, she's been now helping people here and there. So this is why she already knows her powers. You don't see it. You don't need to see it. You just see her welding Melnir. You see her powers and what she's doing. You don't need the backstory. Yeah, you, agreed. You read between the lines because her and Valkyrie have a good relationship, yeah. so you know that they've been doing this together, uh, working at, working yeah. all this stuff. They're friends now because Thor's been off doing the as Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy for an unknown amount of time. Yeah. And we and we also know that she has been. Uh, they have not seen each other in eight years yeah. and some months because well, he well, says it in the movie. And she blipped because she says, "What has it been? Five years." 
Yeah, and, 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 and then since eight. Dark World and this movie, it's been eight years, X amount of time. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know she blipped, yeah. and he's right. been gone, and, and, he's and he was during there. He yeah. didn't blip. So the the best the, the the before we get into the bad parts, because I think we covered a lot of the good. If if somebody needs to throw something else, then please do. Do you have something else? I got one. All right, go ahead. Go throw it in there because uh, then I'm gonna because this is an in between. So their way of making villains, like we've seen this in Black Panther, we were pretty much all on board with. Killmonger was the hero of that movie. Yes. I was yeah. on Team Gore on this movie because, and they've pretty much laid out in the movie, you see him lose everything and still remain faithful to his God, only to be mocked by his God. And then when... when <laughs> Which was funny. When when he actually stands up for his himself, the God's just like, well, now you have a purpose. You're going to sacrifice yourself for me. And then, you know, the Necrosword attaches to him and he kills his God. You, you're just like, these gods are assholes. Not, and I'm not saying all of them in the universe are, but there's a parallel later on when they go into whatever the city is called. I forget off the top. Olympias. Or, you're talking about? Or, oh, you're talking about? Yeah, it's, it's Olympias or yeah. whatever. Yeah, well, they, they call it something different. They call it something different. Omnipotence or something. Omnipotence. Like yeah, 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 something yeah. like that. When Thor actually meets Zeus, when we're in the spoiler zone, Thor ends up killing Zeus. Zeus no. is an asshole. Well, I think yeah, he's yeah, dead yeah. to the post credit scenes. We'll talk yeah. about them later. Yeah. Um, so, and then, you know, he's fighting with all these gods, security yeah. things. It's like, you're led through what you see is, well, most of these gods are kind yeah, of assholes. Zeus is like, so to the, to the guy that's gotten the most people to, most Sacri- life to be sacrificed. sacrifices. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Will be, and they're like, what? <laughs> so the entire time I'm actually like kind of rooting for gore in a way like I was in uh, Black Panther yeah. for Killmonger. Yeah. Like, you're, the you're, way like they... And it's so funny to use this term, humanized gore, who is a, a, a person that's ripped of all his humanity at this point. Yep. It was, like, really well done. But at the same time, the reason the story works is because they give Thor all of his humanity. Yeah. Like, as a god, he has all the humanity. Yeah. Like, he is doing things for love. He yeah. is doing things for the right reason. So it's the perfect foil to be like, yeah, you can kill those, and they're all at Like, even when they're having that conversation, basically Thor doesn't say these exact words, but he basically goes, yeah, they're all assholes. <laughs> but... Thor is the, the anomaly the day, of the gods. At the end of the day, <laughs> there's still love on this planet. And there's people who love, and, and there's and, and that's what you have to look forward to. That's what everybody's searching for. So I thought that was a very good time. I also want to point out, in a like department, I love the fact that this movie has some gore in it, but it's not gore. Uh, on, the, on the scene where they're in omnipotence or wherever they are, uh, they have... They fight the guards, and there is a slaughter of the fucking guards. There, but they don't have red blood; it's gold blood. So there's just gold covering everything. So if you replace that gold with red, oh my god, it would be the most bloody movie of the year. Yeah. Uh, and I saw, and you know, we, we we both went to see the Northman. <laughs> yeah. That's saying something. Uh, and there's other scenes in the movie where there's different color blood, but it's used to be, you know, because even the scene. Once again, let's talk about. The fucking probably my favorite scene. The reason we played the guitars, one of the guitar solos from November Rain. There is a fight scene at the end set to that theme with the children of Asgard. Yeah. With Thor's power, because Thor kind of enables them. And I love it. I love at the end he goes, I give him some of my power for the time, limited time only. Because, <laughs> like, it, it clarifies that. And they go to war with these shadow creatures. And during this, A, I never knew that I needed to see. <laughs> a fight set to the uh, main solo from November Rain until this movie. B, 
Those kids do some fucked up things to those shadows. There is a girl that uses like this string thing and like wraps it and then rips the thing in half. And if once again, if there's blood instead of like just black goo, it's this is disturbing. There's a kid that's like slaughtering them with the laser eyes of a bunny. Yeah. And, and shout out to Heimdall's son, who <coughs> we finally get introduced to. Yes. Who was actually pretty great. Yeah. He's pretty badass. I loved it. The, the one the one in the ballerina outfit just slit, cutting one in half. Yes, it's just like it's beautiful. So there's there's some pretty cool stuff. Now there is some negatives. Let's not let's not let's not lie. There's some negatives. But before I get to the negatives, there's one caveat I want to. I mentioned the Guardians of the Galaxy earlier. One of the biggest attractions I saw in this movie is why were the Guardians of the Galaxy in the movie? It's simple. It's one word: continuity. Yeah. Because Thor has been with the Guardians of the Galaxy. They need to explain how Thor went from Fat Thor to regular Thor. They need to explain where he was. For years, yeah. Well, well, well. Everything was happening in New Asgard and on Earth. It's simple. He was with the Guardians. The Guardians had to drop him off. So yes, the Guardians are in the movie for a very small bit, but that's only because their continuity. Yeah. That's what they're there for. They're not there to be the main focus. Nope. They made a cameo appearance so they could explain where Thor has been. Because remember, at the end of Endgame, Thor leaves with the Guardians. Yes. So we know Thor is with and, the Guardians. And, and you get the the feeling through the actor, the Guardians, that... They're, they're ready for Thor to be gone. Yeah, they're ready for Thor to be gone. <laughs> they're, he's cramping their style, and they're... He's stealing their kills. Yeah. He's, getting all the, he's getting all the adoration. Yes. Even we, though if he's blundering while he's doing it. I mean, including we, destroying we, a temple. We yes. get the Screaming Goats, which is amazing. The Screaming Goats are a lot of fun. So yes, there's a positive. Screaming Goats. <laughs> uh, so let's go to the negatives now. My first negative, as I'm going to say, honestly... I wanted to see more of Gore the God Butcher. Yeah. We got to see the aftermath of some of his kills, but we didn't really. We got to see him kill the original God, and then we got to see him fight with Thor, and then we got to see a trail of some bodies, but it was after the fact. I wanted to see more of him yes. in action because Gore in action, I'm going to be honest, Christian Bale did a great job. I would have liked to see a lot more of that happening and the stuff that, that he was doing. So that's a big negative for me because I think they missed an opportunity there. That was one of those times where you could have cut some of the fun. You could have cut, I liked that the, the fun was there. Don't get me wrong, it's a big thing for me, but you could have cut a little bit of that, 10 minutes of that, to add 10 more minutes of Gore doing things because I think that would have been super cool. But I understand to an extent why because it does run the risk of you being in more favor of Gore. And like like Diesel said, he was kind of set up in kind of almost a hero's arc. If you see him killing off these greedy, horrible gods, in that case, it could be bad. Yeah. So I get that. But I still would have liked to see more. Yeah, yeah like to tag on to that, like if you give me a three-hour movie where it's focused on Gore and doing this, I will love it. It will be darker than you know The Batman. It will be darker than any other comic book movie. And I will love that. I just don't know how marketable that is. So I think they did a good job doing this because give me an extended cut of The Watchmen where it's fucking dark yeah. subject matter. This is dark subject matter. I understand why they did it the way they did. I personally, I'm with you. I would love to see this movie just focus on the gore arc. Yeah. But I understand why they couldn't. <laughs> I also, before I pass it around, I think that there, to me there was a lot of wasted time elements too. Uh, the movie did have good pacing, but there was times it bogged down for absolutely no reason. I.e. when they're on the ship in space, traveling yeah. to the shadow planet. Like, they got real bogged down there for no reason. Like, I understand the love angle, but then there was parts of it there was no love angle. Like, it was almost like the one thing they shoehorned in, which we already knew, they kind of shoehorned in that scene that Valkyrie's a lesbian. 
Bye. Or bye, sorry, yes. But, yeah, well, they shoo it in that she's bye when they go to the omnipotence and she's just as excited to see Thor's uh, yeah. Wang hanging out because that's kind of a funny joke in the movie. But, like, she's talking about her girlfriend she lost. Yeah. And, like, like that was like, I'm like, oh, you shoehorned that in. We already know that. It's not something we need to do. But then there's, like, this also, like, real awkward, like, it took way longer to set up the Jane when we already had the backstory because we had Korg telling it. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, okay, let's let's just get to the next part. And you could have, once again, you could have eliminated some of those and done a few extra things that would have been more positive, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, Ron, continuing the party on, uh, dislikes about the movie. Yeah, like the the side story of the cancer, I, I get it. Most people might not have read the story arc with uh, Jane and being my Thor and all that stuff, but you, they, hit, they hit it on the part. But it's just, like, it's just, we all knew. Like, you didn't really need to have... <laughs> okay, tell me I'm... I, I, Okay, did they? I'm talking Marvel. I mean, I know that they did the hella thing with with, with Melissa McCarthy in this movie, but did they kind of write Dark World out? And the reason I say that is because in the comic books she gets cancer because of the Aether. Yes, they never mention in and, and in the movie in Dark World the Aether does consume yeah. her. Well, they never bring it. They up. They never mention the Aether at all in yeah. this movie, and I went. Did they just write Dark well, World out of the the, yeah, the MCU? Which I mean, it is panned as one of the worst, if not the worst, film. I could see that they they were trying to, but like they don't bring in the fact she doesn't know why she has cancer. Right, right, that, but that, they that, never that, bring that up. You would yeah, think that they yeah, would yeah, bring like, it up. There's no re- she has no reason why. It's just she just has a moment where she's like, oh, Melnir reached out to me. Oh, let me look into. Uh, the book and reads a book in a passage on how Melnir can cure disease and this. It's like, I mean, and the other difference, of course, and I know why they did it because obviously Natalie Portman's probably not coming back. Obviously, yeah. uh, was that obviously in the comics she stays Almighty Thor because that's the way she can stay alive yeah. is as long as she's Almighty Thor. If she's not a god, she can't stay alive. And and in this movie they kind of did it as like Melnir just drains her. Soul, yeah. and that's fine because I understand why they did that. So I, I'm perfectly well, because, fine with it. Because it's the 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 secular the ending the, the, mm-hmm. the credit after yeah. credit scene. Yeah, Thor told her to stay in the bed, like recover. Like you need to recover. Your time is slow. Right, right, so right. It's draining you. So one when more she, time, you're gonna die. Yeah. So, so she senses that he's in danger, and she be dons the mantle, and she's fine with that. She's willing to be the hero to sacrifice her life because she loves him. Yeah. yeah. So no, it made I, sense. No, no, no. I get that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I have no problem with the switch that they yeah. did there from the comics. Yeah. I just think it's weird <laughs> that the Aether never comes up. Yeah. It's like nothing. Like there's no like not even any of unless we missed it. There's nothing and, in there. And office. even the only nod to Dark World is a joke. Yeah. Because of Melissa McCarthy, yeah. and I thought it was fun. Yeah. I, I do agree. So I, I'm, I'm just kind of thinking out loud, did they erase Dark World from the MCU in this? Probably. They may have. They may have. <laughs> I, well, it's like the Metachlorians from fucking Star Wars. <laughs> They're gone one day. I don't know. Yeah, and I also know like the original cut was like four hours long, and they cut out you know entire planets and storylines and stuff like that. It might have been brought up there, and just by like sort of like the Danny Darko thing, where that's one of the implied things, even though there's no reason to imply that. You could just flat out set it and just been fine with that, but... Yeah. The original cut of this four hours. Yeah, the original cut was four hours, and they had that's where all the characters I got. Can't wait to watch the uncut version then. Let's yeah. see what they did. Uh, Ron, any more uh, negatives? Um, Diesel yeah. negatives for for whatever reason. Like I understand all the gripes against it, the too many comedy beats, or the kind of like forced inclusion of you know Valkyrie being by, and then the Korg reveal at the end. My only, we'll just cut right to it. Post credit scene. I was going to say, yeah, we're going to get that's that the only gripe I had. Because we just went from 
Gore the God Butcher to when we get to the post credit scene, we, we get the big reveal that Zeus isn't dead. Zeus isn't dead. He's getting patched up. And he's like laying it out there for Hercules to go after Thor. The weakest looking Hercules I've ever seen. I, I, how would you go from Gore to being like the big reveal in the post credit scene being Hercules? Like, I... Ugh. And then the second one, we fanboy out just slightly yes. because we get to see Idris Elba. Yes. <laughs> so Hobdell makes his, his return, technically. Uh, still dead. Don't don't get excited. He's not coming back. He's dead because he meets Jane in, in Valhalla. So we get to see Jane goes to Valhalla. Yeah. yeah. So the nice part about that is like, oh, she died the warrior's death. That's, That's cool. what I think Melnier was doing. Would they give her? I'll give her the warrior's death. Give her the warrior's death. Right, right, death. right. But I'm just saying, in the comic book, yeah, it, they they keep it so as long as she's the god, she stays, and that's why she stays as Almighty Thor. Because if she transforms back, it's, it's the, curtains. Yeah, it's the, you know the I mean? Black Adam scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it's it's kind of like weird that they choose. That was the only. And it's not a big gripe. No, it's just like. I, and I did like how, the, and once again, that part portion of it, I like the storytelling because it works out better in the MCU to tell this story about how she gives herself up for love. So that's why it's not a gripe and it's not a negative. I'm just saying the Aether part is yeah. weird because not only we saw the setup in Dark World and literally the comic follows that line. Yeah. So they, the, the source material plus you set up for it and then you never mention it. So like I said, I don't know if that's purposely them doing something or whatever. Who knows? Who knows? I'm not going to dwell on it too long. Any other negatives? Nope. That's pretty much it, because I really did enjoy this movie. Okay. Well, with that being said, though, before we give the our scores, we need to check out the rest of the scores around the internet. But, you know, we like to have a little fun with that. It's time to play the game. Time to play the game! <laughs> Well, in recent weeks, Diesel has had this lucky streak because it's come down to the wire a few times. <laughs> Can he stay lucky or is it finally going to be curtains and a new champion will reign? We'll find out momentarily because we are playing the game. Of course, it's simple how we play the game. It is Price is Right rules closest to the number without going over until the tiebreaker. And in the tiebreaker, all bets are off. It's the closest to the number because we don't do fucking ties here. We're not the NFL. Also, uh, it's to be noted, sometimes the tiebreaker's worth two points because we like to keep it interesting around here. And we make up the rules of the game, so we get to do what the fuck we want. So don't question it. But for the most part, it is Price is Right rules. Ron, you are the challenger, so you shall be going first. There is only three here. I could look up one, but uh, we'll just go with three unless we really have to. We're going to start with IMDb. As we always do, out of 10, using points, what did IMDb give Thor Love and Thunder? Seven. Diesel. I'll give you some wiggle room. I want to say nine, but I'm going to go eight. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I have some good news. I need to get the perfect thing. Ron got it perfect. It is seven out of ten. Oh, Jesus. oh wow. Damn. Seven out of ten. I need to get the perfect thing. Yeah, for no, I, that's insane. Diesel. Rotten Tomatoes, this is the critic score. What did the Rotten Tomatoes critics give Thor Love and Thunder? 65. Ronald. That's a good, that's a good score. <laughs> I'm going to go a little lower. Actually, I'm going to go a lot lower. I'm going to go like 45. Okay. 45 yeah. and 65. Yeah. So 45, 65. I don't think it's anything lower. Diesel ties it up. The score was actually 67% on Rotten Tomatoes. If I went the other way, I would have been at like 70. Very close. Yeah, you would have gone over no matter what you got in it. All right, so this is for all the mabbles. And it is closest to the number because we don't do ties. Ron, you do get to go first. Google users, out of 100%, what did they give Thor Love and Thunder? 89. Diesel. 93. 
ladies and gentlemen, your winner and new champion, Ron, because Google users gave this movie 82%. Oh, that is surprisingly low for Google users, <laughs> yes, actually. It is. Especially for a new movie. Wow. Yeah. So, and new, finally, Ron, you have, after a month of uh, bad luck, you have finally reclaimed the throne. I had pulled Diesel's 89. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, now it is time. Now it is time for our scores. And it's the nerd score. So the nerd score is a conglomerate of like three different kinds of scores for us. It is, on one hand, our critic score comes into play. The second part is an entertainment score. That means how entertained we are. So that means, yeah, critically it could suck, but if it was really entertaining, it could get a higher score based upon entertainment. Maximum Overdrive is always the best example of which. And then last but certainly not least, the other part that goes into the score for all of us is a recommendation. Because at the end of the day, this is kind of a further on recommendation. We're putting our stamp of approval for you, the fan, to either go and enjoy or not enjoy. So with that being said, there is five levels. Uh, the one is no. Just no. Say no to this movie. Don't go see this movie. It's terrible. Two is you've been warned. You've been warned means it's not, it's not terrible, but it isn't good. You probably shouldn't go see this movie. You've been warned. Three is, ah, it's good. So it's, you know, it's an average or slightly above average film. So it's a good movie, but it doesn't mean you necessarily have to buy it or spend any money on it. Wait till it comes on a streaming service or you can see it for free or however that works. Four is just take my money. That means this is a very good to great movie, which means you should go see it in the theaters. You can spend money to buy it. You can, you know, this is a movie you're going to want to see, and if you have to spend money on it, that's fine because it's worth the money. And last but certainly not least is Rarified Air, and that is Certified Nerd. That is where all the instant classics go. Those are the places where the best of the best. These are great, fantastic movies. They're classics. Things like Jaws, the original Halloween, uh, Jurassic Park, and of course, more recently, The Batman, Spider-Man, No Way Home, and, and, and the ilk, Endgame, of course, in the Marvel Universe as well, have made it to Certified Nerd. Here we go. And now, of course, I give my critic score at the end. So, Ron, you're up first. What is your nerd score for Thor Love and Thunder? I'm giving this four out of five. Four! I, I don't think it's quite Certified Nerd. It is definitely better than average so yeah definitely for go see this enjoy it enjoy the laughs and enjoy the story Cha-ching! just take my i gotta get that sound i got a sounders for each one that's what i'm gonna do let's just promise you guys i put on a, a note production note for you fans out there diesel what is your nerd score for thor love and thunder i thought i was gonna give it a four but the more i think about it i'm going up actual five. Whoa! Oh wow I, this is the best marvel movie i've seen since 2019 with avengers endgame I actually enjoyed this more than Doctor Strange. I enjoyed this more than Spider-Man. I really enjoyed this movie. I, now, if we were going to break it down in the five category, it's not quite Endgame. And it's not quite Ragnarok, but it's a sliver below Ragnarok. Okay, I really I enjoyed I this. That. I gave it a, uh, a tan. A tan. A fucking tan. Well, I guess I have my certified nerd sound there. <laughs> <laughs> uh... You know what, though? I, I couldn't go that high with a diesel. I'm actually going to agree with Ron. I'm going to go with the four. Just take my money. This movie was super entertaining. It was a lot of fun. It reminded me that, that movies don't always have to be super serious right. or whatever to be a lot of fucking fun. And, and I sat that aside and went, you know what? I had a ton of fun. I laughed out. Like, literally. Yeah. I don't laugh out loud in theaters often. 
Oh my god, yeah. there was belly laughs for me and Ron a bunch of times during this movie. It was and it wasn't forced. It was just no. fun, cool. And some of the stuff I don't even know. I mean, I'm assuming because Taika Waititi is such a great comedic writer. Yeah. I'm assuming he knew the punchline was gonna be there, but it's also you could have not laughed at it and thought it was serious, and yeah. it was kind of up to the viewer. Dude, did you guys like it was a one hundred percent Rick and Morty shout out when the screaming um goats goats landed on the small planet that could just walk around. That is 100% yeah. a Rick and Morty thing. It wasn't the screaming planet. It was the screaming goats, but they were like walking around the small planet. And I was like, dude, this is a shout out to Rick and Morty. Yeah, I'm great. all for this. Yeah, oh, it was that, great. That, it was great. The, the, the Korg meeting Dwayne. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of cool stuff. Uh, but yeah, I gave it a, I gave it a four. Uh, Chase took my money. Couldn't really quite give it certified. I was going to there. Uh, in my opinion, though, out of my scale, one, I've been going back and forth with this, by the way. Uh, out of 10. I'm actually going to give the movie a seven and a half out of ten. It's on that borderline of a great movie. Uh, there was some detractions. It still was not better than Thor Ragnarok. I think still think Thor Ragnarok, yeah. Ragnarok was a way better movie. That is a certified nerd movie in my opinion. I don't think we ever got to score that movie, but there you guys have it. That is the I, I think that we probably would all give it a certified nerd. I, don't yeah, know. I, think, I think Ragnarok was all in all, all of our top five. It, top was in, yeah, it was in our top yeah. five or top three. I think yeah. it was mine and yours top three because yeah. we had Endgame, Infinity War, then Ragnarok, yeah. and I think Ron had it at number four. Yeah, it was definitely in your top. It was, it was, I think you had something else in your three, but it doesn't really matter at this point. It's just. Ragnarok is, I just don't think it was that great. And Ragnarok, I would probably give it a 9 out of 10 um, if you're going by critics. I, mean, I thought this was just a little off, but it wasn't that bad. I just, there were some things that I really wish they would have done different. But overall, the things that actually boosted it were some of the things I think people were detracting yeah. of. The entertainment and the laughing value actually moved this movie up for me, didn't move it back. Uh, there was just little things that I, you know, like I said, it, it, and they really are little, but once again, it's my opinion, so that's what it is. So it's a 7.5 out of 10. Uh, two out of three of us said it's just take my money. Diesel has certified this nerd, and now it's up to you at home. What did you think of it? If you want to let us know, uh, hit us up on the social medias, or if you want to do it in private, make sure you hit that email because uh, it still shouldn't be spoiled quite yet. And uh, if you're wondering about, uh, well, before we get there, next week's 3FN Movie Club will be Where the Crawdads Sing. I, I keep I kept saying a different thing before, but it's where the crawdads sing. We will be reviewing that next week for 3FN Movie Review. But if you're interested in where that social media is or where to find that email, oh, you're in luck because it's time to pay some bills. It's time for some shameless plugs. Meaning, if you can hear my voice, you know how to find us. Do your friends know how to find us? Do their friends know how to find us? It's simple. You type three fat nerds into any podcast provider out there and booyah kashad there we are remember for everything we talk about it is the number three not the word three also while you're there make sure you smash that follow or subscribe button to get our show delivered to you automatically each and every week and also if you've done all those things and you haven't yet rated and reviewed the show you could do that could you do that for us help it up it means the world to us and it's cheap free and easy for you to do and we really do appreciate it and we're also on Facebook. Type in that search bar, Three Fat Nerds Podcast. There, you're going to find our page. You're going to like our page. You're going to comment, rate, review. Help us spread the word of nerd. Of course, we're also on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Three Fat Nerds Pod. Remember, for all the social medias, whenever talking about the show, use that hashtag, 3FNPod. But Diesel, this movie was not a five. Well, send us your hate, Three Fat, Ner <laughs> Three Fat Nerds Pod at gmail.com. There you go. Here's my double shot. Make sure you're following us over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash 607podcast, especially if you're a wrestling fan, because every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, myself and Ken M. from the Ocho Duro Parley Hour podcast talk all things pro wrestling on 607T. 
WS. Of course, come join the chat. Watch it live there. Also, you can watch the replay up on there for 14 days. Or if you prefer podcast form, search 607TWS wherever you get great pod- podcasts. Uh, also, Patreon. Want to support the show? First little is $1 a month. Get a ton of extra bonus content. It's easy. Patreon.com slash 8122 Productions. Hit us up. A little is $1 a month. You get the show early. You get the uncut, unedited, uncooked edition. It's awesome. Plus, you get bonus shows like We Love Movies once a month. And twice a month, you'll be getting 3FN After Dark. Me and Diesel taking a dive and then sometimes with a guest of uh, different internet videos, things going around. Lots of fun. It's a lot of funny. And it's uh, too hot for TV or podcasts or airwaves, however you want to look at it. All that and more. And you help support the show for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash 81. Two two productions. Yeah, type it into your search bar. H T T P colon backslash backslash eight one double deuce P R O D U C T I O N S dot com. Eight one two two productions dot com for all things eight one two two productions. Uh, that's where you're gonna find out all the things about the Three Fighters podcast. Also about six oh seven TWS. While you're there, you could also visit friends of the show like the ODPH and go to their website. Links right there. Also Sci Fi Horror Fest. Going down at Vernon, New York, at the Vernon Downs Casino, August 26th and 27th. You want ticket in, or tickets or information? You know what? You can click on their link right on our website, or you just go to SciFiHorrorFest.com. Also, while you're there, there's the link for the Twitch channel, the link for the Patreon, and also the link for the T Public, where you can buy some swag and also support the show. We also have our musical acts that allow us to use their music every week. We ought to give them a shout out, but you can also find their links right on the website, including Shout Out the Robots, Floodlands, Tom Jolu, Second Suitor. By the way, they're doing Second Suitor Slam coming up in August. What? Pro wrestling and music? Sign us up. Also, the Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia, and the Jasons from West Virginia. Thank you for allowing us to use your music. Go check them out on Spotify, Bandcamp, and YouTube Music. And last but certainly not least, we have our local sponsorship page. They allow us to bring you all of these shows commercial-free. But we're going to give them a shout-out right now. And first, we're going to start with the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios. That is Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. For all your Magic the Gathering needs, or gaming needs for that matter, visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. Also, if you're in the 607 or passing through the 607 and you want to find out about events at the store, it's simple. Like their page on Facebook, Dragon Master Games. And thank you to Rex Rod's Auto Detailing. Located at 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. To call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, don't forget to tell them the three fat nerds sent you. Ronald! One out of ten stars. Despite hype, a most hollow ring to it. I defy anybody to sit through this almost three-hour piece of tripe without thinking of euthanasia. It It is pretentious, complicated, and for the last hour is almost unbearably confusing. But don't take my word for it. Read the CNN Movie Review critic. He or she thinks Lord of the Rings is the greatest movie ever. But of course, he or she draws a salary from AOL Time Warner, who have much to lose if Lord of the Ring bombs as it will. They predict it. Trust me, this is bad. Shrek is better. One out of ten stars. Lord of the Rings just sucks. Shrek is better. Okay. (laughs) I just want to say this. I know we do a show on Patreon called 3FN After Dark. It's a little more adult, a little more... You know, humorful. I think the main show is going that way. So far today, we've we've heard Diesel talk shit about bums, and now now we had oh we you know and now we have somebody euthanasia. I mean, I'm just saying. I, I don't know where the show is going, but hopefully you guys are enjoying it because I'm sure is fucking enjoying it. I, I'm I'm not upset about it. I just wanted to point out we're getting real dark over here. Real fucking dark. 
And with that being said, <laughs> thank you all for tuning in. Hopefully you were entertained. Hopefully you like the new Dark Side. It is not quite the Dabs era. Although, <laughs> although it could be at any given time. So with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. I should have said Dark Night Time and Dark Night Channel because that's where we're going, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And with that being said, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and most importantly, later, nerds. Later. Don't talk to me out on public asshole. Lord of the Rings just sucks, people. You're falling apart, and you know it. You try and try to hide it, but you show it. I need you to know, I felt it too. Still trying to figure it out just like you, just like you. Just like everybody else.